ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Wrecking and Race. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. Lugs. I was going to try to say it this <laughs> Of yeah, course you did. Yeah, the one, you're, the you're one giving week me, you're giving me a hell last week about never saying your name, so I was going to try the it. The one week then, that I'm prepared, and you, yeah. So what's up, man? What's happening? I feel like you're ten miles away from me right now. Well, why is that? Because we doubled the size of our studio. That's right. We got some upgrades. Yeah. So got a nice bigger table and some nicer chairs. I wouldn't call it table. We'll call it desk. Desks? They're very professional. They're desk. We have desk that we're working from now. Yeah. It's, it yeah. does. It does feel professional. And we're finally not sitting in fold out chairs that you have at <laughs> your family reunion. You know what? Nobody knew that until just now. So. Tr- uh, true. True. And uh, I mean, I guess I'll give you that. It's just uh, <laughs> it's, we're living the life of luxury tonight. Yeah, we got nice padded chairs and armrests now i feel like we're competing with glass case of emotion or something now yeah we're almost to blake's level from uh blake hot laps of blake smith and now finally we just had somebody bring us chicken wings and ch- you know what we need we need like you know those chicks that walk around the ring for like boxing with the uh cue card things yeah, yeah, we or need Monster those. Energy girls. That'd be cool too. Oh, that that'd be probably better, <laughs> more more fitting. Yeah, not trying. Mean, that, that sounds sexist. I'm not, but I mean, they're good looking girls. Let's just face it. Yeah, there's no denying that. I don't <laughs> nope. think any of our listeners I, I would think, deny that. I think uh, you know, Monster and NASCAR kind of sold themselves on that. I mean, I think it fit the persona very well. Yeah. I think it, you know, the the branding between Monster and NASCAR have, was very good. Used to have the Winston Cup girl and Sprint girl. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a, one of these, if I meet you in person, ask me about the Bud Light girl. So fans, if you're listening, if you ever meet me in person, ask me about the Bud Light girl when I was like 13. I was like a forever crush. Gotcha. I, I see you in my first boobie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so, fans, if this is your first episode, thank you for uh, finding us, listening to us. If you're a lifelong listener of the last year and a half. Yeah, March of last year, right? Yeah, so, March of 2018. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you. What episode number to, is this? Uh, this is episode 73. Truex goes back to back. Mm. Kind of tells you what we're going to talk about. Yeah, huh? maybe. So we're going to give you a breakdown of the Richmond race. We're going to go into some very heavy news this week for uh, just another curveball thrown at us. Yeah. And then so we're going to go- jump right into news? No, no, no. Oh, I'm okay. just kind of outlining what our show is going to be about there, gotcha. Logs. So, and well, then after news, we'll get into next week's race with our picks, the Roval and points. Well, hold on, because my mind was off in La La Land like usual, but... <laughs> Uh, I want to throw out, you got five days left to get in on oh, the yes. Vinnie Miller and Greg Galding autographed copies of NASCAR Heat 4, so make sure that you get in on that contest. Yeah, it's on Twitter, so if you go to our Facebook, I think there's a link somewhere to our Twitter page, or you can find us on Twitter at Wrecking underscore Racing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some badass stuff on there. Yeah, well, who wouldn't yeah. want a free game? Yeah, heck yeah. Even so, if you, and, don't, even if you don't have the like console... Like, it'd still be cool to have an autographed 
Yeah, I mean, you at least will have the autograph, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Can we, I guess, sell the disc and keep the <laughs> keep the case, right? So you could. Um, I what I requested from Gray and from Vinny, and I don't know what we I, we haven't gotten them back yet, so I don't know how it's coming back. They're in transit. Yes, they're in transit. Uh, but anyway, I requested that they sign both the case and the CD. So, probably so hopefully you probably, probably don't want to hawk the CD then, but still, yeah. cool to have it. See, I'm hoping, so anyway, I'm hoping there's two autographs. If not, I apologize. It's okay if it's not. I mean, be, if you win, be happy you got anything. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All right, go ahead and outline the rest of the itinerary. So anyway. I, I uh, to break protocol, sir. Yeah, no, basically, I already did. So after news, we'll talk about... The Roval that's coming up with our picks in fantasy. You gonna crack that drink? And about how I will in a second. The, chill out, and then uh, we'll talk about how uh, Jessica Miller still pisses us off by still leading the points more than likely. I'm just assuming that because she had Harvick ambush. Yeah, like she does every week. Yeah, every single every week. week. Hint, Jessica. There will be rule changes next year, so. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to just just try to throw a couple of monkey wrenches in it for next yeah, year. Yeah, there will be. There will we'll be come up with change. a very detailed list of rules, not too hard to follow, because I don't want to deal with a bunch of like rule. I'm not. I don't want to be like NASCAR and try to mandate change the rule book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's. Uh, we'll try to make it simplistic, but yet throw some monkey wrenches in it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, it, it, again, kind of digress a little bit. Uh, if you've been listening to us, thank you. You're new. Thank you. Uh, if you haven't hit subscribe, please do. This is a fantastic show to subscribe to. We're number 52 for fantasy sports in the UK. <laughs> that is the most off-the-wall <laughs> stat I think I've heard. Actually, let me pull it up real quick. I think we were something like that. Hold on. So it's funny because we don't register too much in the U.S. Fantasy, yet. Fantasy, huh? How do we get stuck in the fantasy Fanta- category? Fantasy sports. Fantasy sports category. How do we get stuck in the fantasy sports category? I don't know. I'll have to get into the right email on a second. Oh, well. All right, so let's see where we're at. We are number 53 on the charts for Apple Podcasts for Great Britain Fantasy Sports. And Great Britain Fantasy Sports all time, we are 53rd. So we like that fifty third spot, <laughs> and we are how many there we, are. <laughs> no, but we're number one twenty for fantasy sports in the U.S. And last week we weren't even ranked. Ooh, we're moving up in the world, logs. That's cool. Ooh, yeah. Well, thank you, Great Britain fans. Yeah, uh, Daniel Cameron. Other than that, I'm not for sure who else. <laughs> but uh, if you're send from, us an email, yeah, absolutely. We'll give you a racing, shout out. We'll give you a shout out. Wreckingracing at gmail dot com. All right, now let's move on. I got to have a damn drink. I'm thirsty. Bush light this week. Ah, yeah, Bush. You got me a body body armor. Drinking. Actually, let's talk about Bush for a second. Bush light. You hear about what happened here recently in social media? I saw it probably 10 minutes before you walked in the door today. The guy that was raising the money? Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the college football programs on ESPN was at an Iowa State game mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week, week before. And a guy holds up a sign that says, my bush light needs to be replenished, Venmo. And then he gave his Venmo ID so people could send him money. Mm-hmm. This dude ended up raising over a million dollars. And bush light said that 
because he's going to donate to charity. All he wanted was, a, you know, 30 bucks for a couple packs of Bush, and then the rest is donated to charity. Bush is like, hey, we got your Bush. 30 bucks, 30 bucks ain't going to get you a couple of things, but not the 30 packs at least. Those things are expensive. Well, uh, maybe at least one. How about that? <laughs> but anyway, Bush likes to, we'll take care of you on that, and we'll match the, don- the donation. So over a million dollars worth of donations going to, like, the children's hospital. Well, the guy is 20... Four, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like eight years ago, he made some kind of tweet that was deemed racist when he was 16 years old. And Bush Light comes out, oh, we can't be associated with this guy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I did see that. And there was a series of tweets, but uh, are you shocked, honestly? I mean... He's 16, dude. Are you the same person you were at 16? No, I'm not, but you know Oh, I know, in, in this PC is. world, yeah, I, I'm not shocked by that at all. I just wish people would get off their freaking high horse. The dude was 16, eight years ago, and he proved him, like, three years ago, he started a tweet from three years ago talking about how people need to stop being racist and be better humans. Mm-hmm. I proved that he grew as a person. I would... I would go back and say, you know what? We're going to support him. And this is just me talking. And go back and support him. He made stupid comments when he was 16. Obviously, if you see the, the growth here, he grew. That's what we want out of all people is to get out of their little high school teen stupid years and become smart in life. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, but that that's not me that's off. not Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. Now the world is, oh, disown and move on. Yeah. Damaged our brand. Um. Anyway, well, let's jump into Richmond. Let's jump into Richmond. So obviously, Mr. Truex uh, came away with the win, second consecutive win, two in, in a row, first off, time in his career to kick off. The, oh, really? I didn't realize that stat. But to kick off the playoffs, two wins, man, that's pretty cool. And he came back from a spin to do it to win it. How did he spin, Lugs? Ricky Wreckhouse. St- <laughs> Ricky Wreckhouse. Yeah. Mr. Stenhouse. Yeah, and uh, we'll get into that in a, in a few. Maybe I was, I don't want to say karma. Foreshadowing, maybe? That he a sign was of things to, to uh, come? Yeah. yeah. But um, what's overall, before we jump into specifics and events of the race, what uh, what was your thought of the race? The pack, I, actually, racing. I didn't think it was that bad. So we went into the race, and last week we talked about Kyle Busch's comments. And in that big shit storm of comments he had last week, one thing he mentioned was you cannot pass at Richmond. <laughs> and? I felt this week you could pass. Truex passed a bunch <laughs> yeah, of cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Truex passed Including him, Including Bush. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think, I definitely think that uh, that this package offered a, a, a better passing opportunity than maybe in years past that we've seen. We've seen the outside groove work pretty well. Yeah, yeah. You saw Truex specifically being able to run pretty much any line that he wanted to. I did see uh, Boyer say, and also Harvick, but Boyer was kind of critical saying, I thought the this package was kind of lackluster, the package that we delivered, the racing package that we delivered to the fans. I guess he thought there would be more excitement and – Honestly, Richmond's kind of been like that the last five years or so. It's not like used to, like back in our day, back in our day, 90s. You know, yeah. I got excited for Richmond. Yeah, now it, I feel like that's gone. So I, I agree because back then to get around someone, you, you knocked them out of the groove and a lot of times they spun. Short track racing. Yeah. Now they're stuck to the track. You can knock them out of the groove a little bit, but you don't even have to do that now. You can get around them without having to do that. Yeah. 
So and, I, I think that does take I mean, away. How many from times did you see on Saturday night they were going three wide? Yeah. Especially on restarts. Yeah, and but, I could. I was like, oh no way, no way. Like hold my breath, and I don't think there was really ever any issues other than a couple cards bounce off each other here and there, but nobody got out of shape. Nobody really. So Boyer basically, I'm sorry, Harvick basically came out and said, why didn't we use the PJ1, the track bike? Um, they used the tire dragon apparently, uh, but he said it was basically pointless, that they should have put down the PJ1 uh, material. I did not, did not hear that. So a couple of Haas drivers were critical of it. I mean, best finisher there was Harvick. I think he came home seventh. Yeah, uh, Stuart Haas didn't do very well. But I'm trying to think of what difference would P- the PJ1 compound make. Because a lot of times they do it to try to bring in one groove over the other. And I really don't think there was necessarily one groove better than the other. We've seen cars running a little high. We've seen them running middle. We've seen them running low. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much a difference a PJ1 would have really... Yeah, I don't know either. I mean... I'm sure they know more about the intricacies than what we do. Right. Um, overall, though, you thought it was a good race? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean... Was it the most fascinating? No. So if it, on my personal scale, say for a one to ten, I give it the I give it six and a half or a seven. Okay. So I, I'm assuming you're gonna pull up Jeff Gluck's. Yeah, you is know why me, you're asking that. Okay. You know me too well. So you would overall say yes. Uh, the poll last I seen. I did not see the poll this week, so I couldn't even fathom what it could be. Bear with me here. If you've got another talking point, go for it. I gotta find it. So we were talking about, you know, little actions on the track. So there is one thing that happened this weekend that I loved, and that was when Austin Dillon got into Alex Bowman. Why did I love that? Because Alex Bowman comes on the radio and says, I will take that silver spoon that he's been fed with his whole life and shove it up his ass. Yeah. To me, that was hilarious. Did I, you, I love that quote. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Did you he, watch like Radioactive or he, I, listen to I did to not. It? So Childress himself and Dylan Spotter told him to go get Bowman. So Childress and the Spotter. Yes. Or maybe it was the crew chief, one or the other. But they both encouraged Dylan to go and get Bowman back for that. And afterwards, Dylan came on the radio and basically said, why the hell did we just do that? Because now my car is damaged. It's not even what it was. Well, dumbass, you're in control of the car. Yeah. Why? It goes back to the William he's Byron not like thing. He's a, yeah, he's not. Yeah, that's why I was just thinking when you said that. He's not. William Byron is not a rookie, but he's a lot closer to being a rookie than what Austin Dillon is. Yeah, so. Austin's a veteran and should know. I don't understand why. I get it. You're pissed off. You're. It's the heat of the moment, but come on, man. You make your own decisions. Like, if you did that, then fine. But don't, don't get your panties wadded up and listen to somebody that's not even driving the car, right? Yeah, and... Pop, pop. Okay, so pop, this... Pop, pop's not pa- driving. Pop, yeah. So this past week was announced that Hemrick was going to get booted from his ride. And there's a lot of people pissed because, obviously, everybody thinks that Dylan should get kicked to the curb, <laughs> but obviously he won't because of granddaddy's money. And pop, pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he still calls him pop, pop, I'm just going to say the Silver Spoon comment... Probably accurate. I used to not hate Austin Dillon. I don't hate him, but... but man, he's kind of, to me, in a way, similar to Kyle Busch. I don't hate him, it, but... Just for the fact that he makes it hard to like him. Yeah, I could see that. And it's not necessarily I hate him. I mean, I, I like him better than I like Kyle Busch, but 
he, he just makes it difficult to really get behind him and root for him and respect him. Going back to the Jeff Gluck poll, uh, 46% said yes, it was ooh, a good race. Ooh, ouch. But that puts it last among the eight Richmond races that have been pulled since 2016. That's the worst Richmond the worst. race? Okay, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your thoughts, Lex. Was that the worst Richmond race that you've seen? I, I can't. Is it because there wasn't so many damn wrecks? I'm going to say Richmond's been pretty forgettable the last six, five, six years. So potentially, I'd have to go back and like see a highlight of the last five years to really say. But I thought the actual racing product wasn't too bad. But again, for Richmond, you expect a lot more wrecks and a little bit more shoving than what you see. So but maybe that's, that's not, what it was. But that's not been the case in the last five years yeah in my opinion i mean i i yeah i see what you're saying and it may be and i think that's why people hold it against it right oh i didn't you know there was no crashes there was no yellows there's no excitement well there was is if you look in the department of racing and passing and truex coming back after spinning to win the race yeah uh i, I was actually surprised that that truex is able to make that much ground up after i was really th well thankfully he had such a lead when he did get spun that he even went back to third. Yeah, he got man, and he stood on the gas too, man. I, and people were still coming hard. I thought for sure, I was like, "Ooh, why wouldn't yeah. you just, just lock it down and wait for everybody to go by?" But you know, if he could get back in line and maintain his pace, then that's where he's going to fall under yeah. the caution. And I mean, he got on it and maintained third. So yeah, and, and the win, I mean, that's one hundred percent him. Yeah. I mean, he he worked his butt off for it and got it. So let's talk about the Stenhouse aspect of it. Okay. Now I don't. I'm. Not, I'm. All this flowers here right now. I don't blame Stenhouse. I don't think it was anything. When I first saw it, I thought it was, and then I looked closer and I could see that left front lock mm -hmm. up. Now people could be conspiracy theorists and theorists and say, "Oh, he locked it up on purpose." Well. I don't. If you're that good at making it look bad or let's, fake, let's face then, it, he's not that great of a driver. Well, yeah, we got some news <laughs> on that here in just a second, but uh, no, I agree. I don't think he did it purpose on purpose, but at first I did. Okay, so you know the first thoughts are like a freaking stenhouse. What now? But what? Motive what does he have? Motive? What does he have yet to gain from it? Nothing. Nothing. He's yeah. not in the chase. It's not like it was a cutoff race where. Yeah, there's no impact to him. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, there's no beef between him and Truex. No, and no. in fact, it might have had a negative outcome on his career, as we learned yeah. today. Yeah, So we go ahead and jump in that rabbit hole. For yeah, we might as well. Uh, there's really not a whole lot more to take away from the race itself other than what happened after the race, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but since we're already talking about it, let's, let's just discuss it. So it was announced today that as crazy nutty silly, silly season. seasons heating up uh truex gets booted from his ride going to next year truex oh. <laughs> stenhouse <laughs> Do you know junior, something i don't know the other junior mm -hmm. uh stenhouse junior uh got booted from his ride from roush fenway and one driver that we've been talking about all season and you even made the comment on the show about how he's on how he's on loan from from roush chris, chris busher it, yeah. it's going back to roush yeah and i said Literally, the day we recorded the podcast, um, and I don't remember what the events I'm, were. I remember the episode either. It's probably five or but six I said, episodes ago. I said, Stenhouse needs to be concerned for his job. Yeah. The very next day, they announced re-up with sponsorship. Right. So we all assumed 
And I even, did they not, I need to go back and look, but did they not sign some sort of an agreement with Sten, Stenhouse then as well with the sponsorships? Because I thought so, because I was like, man, why would they re-sign Stenhouse? Why, why, why? Yeah. And I don't. I don't remember. All of a sudden, I don't today remember I remember us discussing the sponsorships, and we thought maybe that's the one thing saving him is the ability to get sponsors. Yeah. So I'll need to go back and find that original posting. Now, an interesting thing: it was just announced last week that Kroger and its subsidiaries coming back to be the primary sponsor for those two JTG cars. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm going to say it right now: Daniel Hemrick's going to go backfill. Chris in the thirty-seven. What do you think? And and we, me and you texted about it. I agree. I think that it, it's it's very interesting too if you think about it because I I don't know if you've seen. I, I posted this article uh, that JTG was actually didn't know that this was happening. They thought they were in the final stages of negotiation. They, they thought they had Chris basically locked up. So them finding out the last second that Chris is actually not coming back to them and kind of threw them for a loop. So they're going to be like crazily looking for someone. And there's two available driver to come off, you know, first off mine, which is Hemrick and Stenhouse. I don't think you want Stenhouse. Um, I, I, I would think go after Hemrick. I'd go with Hemrick, too. The interesting dynamic is, who would Hemrick's teammate be? Ryan Priest. Yeah. And both those two are going against each other right now for Rookie of the Year battle. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. that's just kind of funny. Those, those two team that's up. That's true. You're going to lose a little bit of ten- tenureship. I mean, Busher's only been in the series for three years, but still, you essentially going to have two sophomores in your cars next week if they went with Hemrick. Um, but I, I don't think it's a bad deal. Now, no, question, I don't think so. question for you is, what do you think of Busher going to the 17? Good move, bad move? I think it's a great move. I think Busher's a better driver than Stenhouse. For that, Roush, yeah. that's For, for Roush, yes. I'm talking about from Roush made the right move. Okay, but from, from Chris Busher. Well, okay, so... Is Roush a step up from JTG? Is that is that kind of what the question is in a way? I guess, but career move for Busher. Who is that a solid move or a lateral or negative? Oh, man. So obviously we all know Roush isn't what it used to be ten years ago. But they've shown some speed this year. Look at they, Newman. They have showed some speed. Here's the thing. I think it was the right move, and the reason why I say that is that regardless of how Roush is doing, it's a name brand in the sport. I agree. And while busher has been solid in the 37, we've seen more speed, I think, out of Roush this season. Yeah, and, and, especially, and Newman's, been, Newman's been kind of proven of that. Yeah, I mean, he finished fifth or sixth Saturday night. Yeah. And made it in the chase. So for Chris, I think it's a solid move, solid step in the right direction. Maybe it's not a full step, but it is it is a positive move, I believe, for him. Yeah. I definitely think if I had a choice to sit down, okay, I'm going to drive for JTG, I'm going to drive for Roush, and I'm not loyal to a brand, I would go Roush. Yeah. Just because the history there, that kind of gives you a little bit of a boost. Because how many people will, will look at it and say, oh, JTG, daughter, you know? Right. How many people out there are actual Roush fans? True. True. It's, it's a name brand recognition. I think that would that helps them. Yeah. That's my I agree. Opinion. I agree. So going back to uh, the Richmond race real quick, a couple of, uh, of some other things to discuss. One is uh, my daughter watched the race with me, and uh, maybe that's why I like the race so much because she was sitting next to me and asking me questions about who and who. And I asked her at the beginning of the race, I was like, pick a driver, uh, any of them. I don't care. I, I'm not going to pressure you, whoever you want, to be your driver. Mm-hmm. And she says, 
on my wall, I have a picture of Martin Truex Jr. on my wall. That's going to be my driver, Daddy. I'm like, okay. So she ended up falling asleep, and she wakes up. I'm like, by the way, your driver won the damn race. <laughs> so anyway, she's like begging me now for a, a Truex shirt. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So anyway, that's funny. I'm okay with her being a Truex fan. Again, I don't really have I don't a particular think, driver. Yeah, same. I'm more just a, uh, you know, obviously, I, I want a good race. I want the sport to do well. And I heard Dale Jr. on the Dale Jr. download talk about how he's really good friends with Truex, but he doesn't root for him to win. He's kind of impartial to that. He doesn't want to show favorites mm-hmm. for people winning the race. He's happy for Truex, but he doesn't want to show favorites. I kind of feel the same way. I want a good product. I don't actually want one driver to win over the other necessarily. So I just want good racing. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, I'm just absolutely. glad she didn't pick Kyle Busch. <laughs> yeah, what would you do if that was the case? I don't think she would just because she's heard me say a few things about him. <laughs> that, that's that's like I don't I wasn't really scared of that let's put it that way she likes Alex Bowman too because she has a picture of him as well and she also has a couple of uh, little cars I bought when we went to Charlotte for yeah yeah man I just want to give a hat tip real quick to Bubba came home 12th this week and had a strong finish at Las Vegas and Indianapolis I mean he's a team's actually performing yeah. At the end of this yeah, year. Yeah, surprisingly. I agree. I agree. I want to give a hat tip to that Jones boy. I mean, he, we, we you know, started the race. I was thinking he was in a must win. And they were talking about throughout the race how he basically raced himself into four or five points of making it to the cutoff. Yeah. He finished fourth. Joe Gibbs, one, two, three, four. We think about that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did something happen? Yeah, dude. He was three <laughs> points out. Three points. And then. He failed. Now he scored zero points for that race. Failed post-race inspection. Uh, and I don't... What was the reasoning? Uh, rear height, toe. Rear, rear toe, toe. That's yeah. right. So, question is, man, like, why... First off, do you think the crew chief was, was cognizant of it? Yeah. That it didn't meet? So, yeah. why, if you so, know you're that close... Here's the thing. I don't think he thought he was going to get caught. Because they were talking about how before the race... Everybody's like, man, you guys are in a must win. He's like, no, 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 we're all right. This is the crew chief talking. He's like, we're all right. You know, this is not a must win. We'll, we're going to come out here really good tonight. We'll be all right. So the, how confident he was, it's almost like he had a trick up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he went a little too far on his trick up his sleeve. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, was it You were talking about Dale Jr. last week saying um, about how we're going to see – People, people have stuff in their, in their sleeves or up their, in their pockets that yeah. they're going to pull out. And who did he say they be on the watch out for? JGR. JGR. And then the first one to get busted? JGR. JGR. Which also, I read this and it took took me aback for a second, is this is the first cup failure we've seen. Someone that was... Yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, no. I started thinking about it. I was like, hot, hot damn, maybe it is. Yeah, we've seen it so much in Xfinity and Truck lately, but Cup, we haven't. I don't know. if we. I'm almost willing to bet we'll have another one before season's over. I would not disagree with that. Um, Other takeaways from Richmond before we move on? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, all right, we'll move on to Xfinity then. Uh, that was same track, Richmond, Friday night. Uh, I thought that racing was worse than the cup race. It was. That was pretty much a clinic by Christopher Bell. There wasn't anything too much exciting no. there. Christopher Bell ended up winning it. Uh, 
yeah, just not a whole lot of excitement in that race. No, and the worst thing is, and we text each other about this, was our poor buddy Vinny had a mechanical issue. Yes. Had, Came home 35th, unfortunately. Yeah, very, very bad day for Vinny. And started to hear that. It was really frustrating seeing that. Speaking of Vinny, though, he is making his one-year anniversary at the Roval this week with yeah. BJ. Yeah, and we had that. We had him on the show right after that last year. Remember that? Yeah. Right when he switched to mm-hmm. to BJ, uh, he called in. Yeah, we need to get him back on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And he's today uh, kind of going a little bit of news today. There was this uh, children's uh, fundraiser that Vinny was doing, uh, where he got to repel down ten stories on the side of a wall. Uh, I don't. I, was it the Hall of Fame building? Maybe. It was somewhere in Charlotte, but I don't know what building it was. Anyway, we donated 50 bucks. He needed to reach a $1,000 goal. He reached his goal, and he repelled down. So good for Vinny. Uh, it was, I seen the video. It was pretty cool. I seen Ross Chastain as well. Ross seemed like he was a little scared. He just kind of st- sat there yeah. and just came down. I didn't see it. So Jeremy Clements was a little bit more into it. Really? Yeah. I can see that. So anyway, uh, that sounds awesome. If you gave to Vinny's campaign for that, thank you. Appreciate it. Like I said, Lugs and I gave some money to that. So definitely want to support Vinny and support kids. Even if they're not in our area, they're still kids. Yeah. Uh, Matt Mills came home 28th, so kind of a rough night for McLeod overall. Uh, Gray came home 22nd. That was disappointing because he had one of the – he had the fastest Dude, he time was, in practice. Okay, so let's talk about that. Why did Gray, who was doing so well – because at the beginning of the race, he's running like 7th, 8th. So why did he drop back? I started hearing chatter about how these teams were running on old tires. All these underfunded teams had a huge disadvantage because they cannot buy as many tires mm-hmm. as the top teams. Is that what happened with Gray? I'm th- I'm, I don't know 100% sure, but I'm thinking that's what happened with Gray, is that he got stuck on old tires because they couldn't get the new tires like everybody else. Gotcha. And we seen it during that race. New tires compared to old tires was a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Um, and so then, another thing from being an underfunded team that people don't think about. Yeah. And Joey uh, Gase came home 20th. So at least they got a top 20. Um, and then anything else from Xfinity? Nothing on anything truck-wise? No. No, let's talk about some news. 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 A lot of... Uh, Actually, cut quite a bit of news. We covered yeah. the big one. Yeah, so Senate House getting the boot was the big, the big one we want to talk about. Uh, Manic, uh, Manic, Mister X Danica is getting kicked to the curb for the second time. First time was Danica. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. That wasn't funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, something that happened this week that we all re- already knew. Yeah, this is not news. <laughs> Chris, Chris Bell. Bell to the 95. Yeah, to the LFR. So uh, Bob, F you for trying to make it seem like there was something to it, to it yeah. and there was. Yeah. Um, they did confirm, NASCAR confirmed, that there will not be a technical title sponsor for Cup next year. Yeah. They're going to do some sort of package deal with several different sponsors and tiers, which we've talked about Yeah, we before. talked about before. Basically, they're going to call them like elite sponsors, somewhere they can kind of like the name would go on like on the track and a TV package. Which, and- you know, whatever. It is what it is. We have no say in that. But, I mean, it's kind of the same way with MLB, NBA. Like, they don't have title sponsors. So, yeah. does NASCAR really need it? No, they need don't it? need it. No, they don't have to have it. So, 
one thing that NASCAR didn't release, like how much Monster actually paid them for the title sponsor, but they, but the rumor is so significantly less than what they had been getting. So they're basically like, okay, we're not getting money for it anyway. Let's just get rid of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Did you listen to Dell Jr. download at all? Um, with Hendrick on? No, not this week. I have not gotten a chance. So I've listened to most of it. It's pretty good. Uh, one one thing I want to take away is that I know I'm the Dale Jr. fanboy, right, on the show. Hey, yes, you are. And I know you've given me hell most of my adult life because <laughs> I'm a Dale Jr. fan. Not even just adult, but. True. But damn it, bottom line is take his driving career out, although his driving career was still pretty good. I mean, two Xfinity championships and still won 19 races. Not bad, mm-hmm. uh, but take his his racing career out of it. Bottom line is the guy is so fantastic for the sport. So when he made the switch to Hendrick back in 08, that's when shit was starting to go down the hill. I was working for GM at the time. I remember us stopping the work day to turn on the news conference for junior analysis going to Hendrick. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I still remember that. Uh, anyway... I know how bad the industry was hit, and Junior called Rick Hendrick and said, hey, if you're going to have to cut guys and stuff to cause a pay, take a million dollars off my salary and give it out to the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, he's just a good guy, man. Historian of the sport, just a good guy. Yeah, uh, you can't help but like him, you know, even if you didn't pull for him when he was a driver. I mean, he's a good announcer now. He's a good ambassador for the sport. I did see something about like whenever he signed with Rick, he didn't want to look at the amount. I guess it was written yeah. on like a napkin. Yeah, he he basically said, "I'll let Kelly handle all that crap." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I just have like one requirement." And he's like, "Side skirts have to be painted the same he, color he as the two, car." He had two requirements. And one was side skirts had to be painted the same color as the rest of the car, and he got to use the helicopter to go to Martinsville and Bristol or something. I Dover think. maybe. Yeah. Or Darlington. Darlington. It was Darlington and uh and Martinsville. I guess instead of driving? Yeah, I'm assuming or, instead of driving, yeah. So, um, the side skirt one took me back a little yeah. bit. I was like, yeah. okay, well, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah. Said something about, you know, I don't have a lot to do with this other than drive, and I want my car to look damn good. Yeah. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Which, I mean, he had that amp car. I mean, I guess the side skirts were the same color as the car. I, mean, I guess I never really thought about it. I don't really remember a lot of cars from that era not having side yeah. skirts that didn't match their car but I mean I'd have to go back and look I guess um, <laughs> well he just want to make sure it didn't happen I guess yeah did you see NASCAR also posted the start times for next year 2020 yeah, all the I, races yep I sure did um, so Anything I, I took jump out? no yeah. other than like a lot of the races are like 2 o'clock eastern yeah instead of like 12 or 1 they yeah. are later didn't we just we went through this like years ago <laughs> it feels and like then, yeah they were like, oh, we're going to push all the day- the times forward closer to noon, and now we're going back to what it was before. Yeah, exactly. I tell you, when I was looking down through the list, man, I, I don't like Homestead being in the first quarter of the season. I like Homestead. I'm not saying it has to be the championship, but it's going to be an afternoon race, like in March. I don't, I just don't. Know how I feel about that? Okay. There's a lot of stuff that I still gotta get used to. I mean, like, and, and, and ultimately like seeing the final race at Phoenix ISM, I don't, I'm not sold on that either. Yeah. 
Uh, it'll be like it'll take a little bit getting used to. It'll be interesting how that progresses past next season. They still stick with that. I think uh, what will help or hurt that argument is the product we see in Homestead this year. If we see a hell of a race and a hell of a finish to close out Homestead, you're going to hear about it for the next, you know, five, ten years if ISM doesn't deliver. Yeah. Because you know how our fan base yeah, is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I did see that Vegas was going to be at 7 o'clock again. Yeah. Like it was this year. Actually, I thought that worked out well. You know, it was a Sunday night. I thought, I think it worked out well. Yeah. I like the night race. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it at night, though, I don't – move it to Saturday. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I think it's because it's the triple header. Either trucks, the yeah. Xfinity. But that hasn't stopped them before running trucks on the Thursday. Thursday or Wednesday even, yeah. Yeah, true, true. Um, You know, I did also see there was five night races in a row. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I don't know. I, I like night races, but come on, spread them out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because once we hit like six, seven races to go, we don't have any more, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Other news, uh, uh, Jack is back on the... Uh, three car well yeah, uh, back oh, yeah. with rcr not yeah three well, car, yeah so it's a black jack number daniels. three with jack daniels yeah. that's a sharp looking car yeah and they're not producing it they didn't get the rights lionel can't produce it uh, are you serious mm-hmm. yeah i didn't jack, see that yeah jack daniels wouldn't sign off on it so uh they can't produce the diecast they're gonna have to have a diecast though so who would produce it if they didn't nobody what there's no other producer that has the rights to nascar it's just lionel what? I just it just seems so why would you not allow PC World man can't can't be having ca- kids play with Jack Daniels cars. What the f- I mean that's my assumption. I don't know. I didn't see that, but that's my assumption. That is just some stupid shit. Anyway, <laughs> don't know what your dog was doing, but Yeah, he was like holding his leg like it fell asleep again. Um, maybe he's got bad blood flow or something. He's not overweight. I don't know. That's weird. He's walking really weird too. Okay. Anyway, go on. Matt Borland was reinstated after his coffee incident. <laughs> Super coffee. Yeah. Uh, but this is actually a really cool news is that one of the names you hear frequently short track racing in America right now is Bubba Pollard. We've heard his name. I can't even tell you how many times in the last yeah. year and a half. Um, Junior's able to sign him to a deal uh, for the Martinsville. I think it's called Martinsville 300 uh, late model race. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, actually, I heard this on the Dale Junior download. Junior announced it on there before it came uh, like officially announced. Uh, but essentially, he went to Bubba. It wasn't going to work out. So he actually called up Johnny Sauter and said, "Hey, I'm gonna pay for. It. I can't get a sponsor, but I'm gonna pay for it out of my out of my own pocket for a car for you." So Johnny Sauter's like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. And then Bubba calls Junior back and says, well, I was able to find a sponsor, so let's get this thing done. So Junior had called Johnny Sauter back and said, hey, look, he's bringing a sponsor. I don't have to pay out of pocket for this, so let's do it next year. So Bubba's going to race this year for Junior, and next year Johnny Sauter's going to race. Hmm. Okay, well, good for him. Yeah. Um, Other news... Your favorite show might be coming back for season two. What season is that? Or what series is that? Racing Wives. I have not seen one episode, thank you. Have you? Sure. Have you? I followed on Twitter. 
<laughs> that doesn't count as watching it. I don't have cable. I don't have CMT. I don't. But have you cable. have access to cable. Shut up. Yeah, you have access to like everything. <laughs> that was my. That was my out. <laughs> Thanks for. I don't have CMT either. I have Sling, but it's not in the package that I have. So I would probably at least watch an episode to yeah, see what I it think was about if I had access. I would really like to do that. I just because I really do respect Amber Balkan. Uh, you know, the other ones might be a little bit hit miss about respecting, but at least Amber I do. I would like to see some of the dynamics there that people have talked about. So, Okay. All right, dude, let's go, let's move on to fantasy. Uh, I got some news. Okay, let's talk about it. And I'm surprised that you haven't didn't bring this up or have it in your notes. I'm sure I had it written down. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Uh, there was buzz in the garage over the weekend about possible changes to pit stops next year in the Xfinity and Gander truck Okay, series. hold on, hold on. I thought that was like a spoof article. NBC Sports. Really? Yeah. So the buzz intensified after Michael Waltrip tweeted that stage breaks without live pit stops for the Xfinity and truck series would, in quotations, absolutely the right thing to do. I don't agree with that. Okay, say that again. Let me digest this. That stage breaks without live pit stops for the Xfinity and Truck Series would absolutely be the right thing to do. It would help teams save money while also providing more racing action. So basically stage breaks without pits, without them pitting. So there would be zero live pit stops. So they would essentially take time, I guess, like when when would they like they would basically do like a heat and then at the yes. end of the heat come in and do the pit stops yes in. and then you would line up where you were at previously oh man I don't know the, the man okay so one of the things that makes NASCAR unique is the idea of the teams competing against each other the guys on your team compete with the guys from the you know other teams about who's faster in who's faster out I agree. That's that's an important dynamic of the sport. If they're trying to eliminate that, I don't know what I don't I don't I don't like that. Yeah. So essentially, it's, it's stage breaks with zero live pit stops in Xfinity and truck, the right thing to do. It would give the TV networks a perfect time to play commercials and keep the race flowing. Well, I can guarantee that's not going to happen. They're still going to have commercials during the racing action. Right. Uh, and then he goes on to say, I'd recommend when the frill field is frozen at stage end, cars come to pit road and can change four, two, or no tires. Then they line up in order depending on what they elected to do. So no tires, you would come out first, two, next, and then four. So ultimately, you would you would be lined up where you finished the stage after you took tires. Right? So if I was running 10th and took zero tires but I was the first one to not take any tires. I'd line up first. Right. But I still, I don't like that because you're essentially taking the dynamic of the team out. How many races have we seen won or lost via pit, pit road? road? Yeah. Probably pretty much every weekend. I, I hate that. Yeah. So I just don't, I hope that's a rumor. I don't like it either. Yeah. I seen something bad, but I thought it was just one of those spoof articles. Well, I did too at first. And then I, I actually saw it on NBC, NBC sports. Uh, other news, you can buy some, uh, oh, actually a lot of stuff from DC Solar, but also uh, oh, yeah, one, of those things, one of those things yeah. is uh, Kyle Larson's Daytona race win that 
that we yeah. saw in person. Yeah, that we've seen that, that Justin Haley won it but didn't win it. Yep. And then also there, there was another uh, race car. The, the ra- race, it's just the shell, though. They, I hate when they say that. They're like, the race winning car, but it's just the shell. There's like no transmission or engine in it. So it's like... Boo. Yeah. If I if I buy that or pay that much for a car, I want, you know, 700 horsepower. Which, which, is, which is interesting to me that DC Solar, that's being sold under, you know, the government seizure. Yeah. Uh, why didn't Chip Ganassi keep that? Because that's his car, right? So why would... Well, it's probably in the contract that they, if they want to race with that as a sponsor, they got to keep it. Keep the car. I yeah. Guess. So that would take the ownership to them essentially. Well, so yeah. it is an asset in that case. Yeah, true in that case. But I guess I just have never heard of a sponsor getting the race winning car before. I'm sure it has happened, but it, you know, just doesn't come to mind. All right, let's pick. Um, we'll we'll do points here in just a second. Or do you want to do points and then we'll do picks? Whatever you want to do, I'll let you. I'll let you pave the path for us. Problem is, I don't know who I'm gonna pick <laughs> for the Roval. <laughs> well, either do I, and it's not gonna make it any easier. So, my will just go ahead and rip that bandaid off. I'm trying to. Think. I will let you have picks first this week because I'm a nice guy. I really want to go Truex because you dirty bastard. He's 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 the best road courser out there right now, honestly. But he has one of the last two races, so odds odds are right against him that he's not that he wouldn't do three in a row. Odds however, are against him. Yeah. However, we know, we saw what Stewart did in 2011 and won five of the last ten races, so it's very much possible. Huh, no, 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 no. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go with one one of my picks. Okay. In your and it's it's probably gonna bite me in the ass because it has before. Larson, mm. 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 he was very mm. very very. Mm. Don't be good. pointing your finger at me. <laughs> very 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 good at this race last year, before he got plowed into that tire barrier with Kozlowski. Uh, Tums heartburn corner or whatever. Turn it's called. one, yeah. yeah. And then remember him bouncing off the wall and passing yeah. uh, Jeff. Was it Jeffrey Earnhardt? Who was it was stalled? Jeffrey Earnhardt, and he was just like pinball sitting there. It, yeah, yeah, and he just banked it off of the front stretch wall and made it across the line and yeah, made it into the, the next round. So I'm gonna go with Larson. Um, and screw it, man. I'm gonna go Truex. Larson Truex. Those are my picks. Man, all right, so we're getting close to the end of the season. I really need to gain some points. So I'm going to go with Truex just because, well, hell, why not? Okay. Uh, my other pick, oh, my gosh. I'm thinking. Laney going to defend his win at the Rumble? No, no, heck no. Um. <laughs> yeah, you really needed to think about that. <laughs> What's your beef with Blaney, man? He just, he's not that great. Um uh, the name that keeps coming to mind, I do not want to pick him though. I'll, okay, I'm gonna say the name, but this is not my pick. Who? Byron. Byron keeps coming to my mind. Like he's gonna have like a surprising week. Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, think about this. His crew chief was with the almost winning car last year, Jimmy Johnson. True. But this is much of a driver's track. 
obviously would be in a row course. You know um, what though? He was he had speed at, at uh, Watkins Glen. You know what? He's... I'm not going to get any points by trying to take it the safe way out. That's right? that's true. Unless you want to go. Let's just go buyer. You want to go Harvick and Harvick and Bush like Mueller no, style? No, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take it stab and dark. Let's just go Byron and Truex. All right. So you got Truex and Byron. I got Truex and Larson. So we both could be really screwed. <laughs> yes, yes. There is a very good chance that me or Kamal competing for the lowest points of the season. All right. So let's recap from Richmond. Uh, Mr. Gasman there had Harvick and Logano from this weekend uh, scoring 67 points. Uh, I had Logano and Brad. Man, Logano really bent us over this weekend. That car was never a factor. Uh, no, he sucked. Need an ink pen? Yeah, thank you. So that got me 54 points. Ouch. Thanks a lot, Logano. Jeff Stainhook had Kyle Bush and Truex scoring, get this, 113 points. The most ever scored of any of our picks. And to answer his question that he tweeted us, no, you're not getting extra points. <laughs> Those are your extra points. Yeah. You just got them. Be happy with what you got, Jeff. 113 points. This is Jeff Stainhook. Uh, Joseph Adams had Elliott and Truex scoring 90 points. John Elliott had Almarola and Truex. Why in the world would you pick Almarola? <laughs> Sorry, not hating so, on you there, no, John. It, okay, hold on. That's John Elliott. I, I've had those same kind of questions all season with most of his picks. Uh, Almirola and Truex. He got 80 points, though. I mean, I can't be... He got more points than I did, so I really can't I'm say sure anything. I'm sure he got more points than I did, too. <laughs> he, he did. Yeah. He did. He actually didn't do too bad. Because uh, Truex got almost 60 points by himself. Uh, Daniel Cameron had Boyer and Almirola. 58 points. And Eddie Greer had a really good points day. Uh, Hamlin and Truex were his picks, scoring 108 points. Dang. So he scored the second most points all time. Um, Dang, a good scoring race for a couple for people. For a couple people, yep. And then Jessica had her usual, I'm not even going to say him, <sighs> 95 points there. So total updated points. Jessica Mueller is retaining the lead, 2,005 points. Mr. Joseph Adams coming in second, 1954. Uh, Gasman, you were in third still at 1920. So you got about 34 points to catch Joseph. Uh, Jeff Stainhook, 1841 and fourth. He did move up a spot. Um, Jeff Stainhook slipped a spot. Jeff Stainhook gained a spot. Oh, I'm sorry. Jeff Stainhook gained a spot. Daniel Cameron slipped the spot. Sorry. 1802. Uh, I'm still miserable in sixth place with 1760. John Elliott in seventh with 1729. And Eddie Greer in eighth with 1669. <laughs> so he's catching. Dude, he's like, he may pass you. Shut up. He may pass Shut you. Shut up. <laughs> we got, Good job, Eddie. Good we job. We got eight Eddie. races to go. I, I, yeah. I'm, so there's I'm, plenty of time for him to pass. You, I'm coming. Saying. I'm coming for first, man. I mean, what, that's only what 200, uh, 250 points, 245 points out. I can get that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so folks, we'll go your, with that. Send us your picks for the Roval. It's gonna be a fun race. Let's talk about the Roval for a second. What are your expectations? Think it'll be better than last year? No, but it'll be crazy. I mean, I, last year it's because it's such a new track. Nobody really knew what to expect. It was a little, plus, you know, being a cutoff, it was like a little extra exciting. 
this year I think it was it's gonna, a little bit bougie. Yeah, bourgeois. <laughs> I think I think this year is going to be uh, a little bit more like a normal row course. They know? changed the chicane, chicane yeah. on the back. I didn't see what they've done to it. Well, though. it's going to slow them down. There's more of a turn in, and then back out on the track. So they're going to have to slow down more. So I don't think we're going to see as many. And really, we didn't see that many crashes there last year, except for like in practice, we saw quite a few drivers just smash through there and total their cars but when it came to race you actually saw more damage in turn one i feel like the heart tums heart and tums did renew it so it's gonna be called a tums heartburn relief corner again or whatever and a couple other companies also renewed their uh, deals as well sweet um any other last pieces hmm we didn't we didn't talk about this do you Going back to the Stenhouse thing. Okay. Do you see him landing? Some- so here's in my thought process. The first thing you went to, we have the, we have open season in the 37 and the 38, right? Yes. I think Hemrick's going to the 37, and I think uh, Stenhouse is a fit for a veteran seat replacement for the 38. Replacing David Reagan. Yes. Hmm. Replacing an ex-Rouse driver with an ex-Rouse driver. Yep. Yep. Very true. Um, trying to think if there's any last th- things. I'm sure we're missing something. Bottom line is, folks, we want to hear from you. Wreckingracing at gmail.com. Slide into our DMs, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, Snapchat. Points. 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 So what about points? Who, who's going to make the freaking cut, man? We got Bowman two, <laughs> two points out. Clint Boyer's four points out. Kurt Busch, 14 points out. Eric Jones, 45 points. Eric Jones has got to win this race. There's no, there's way, no way around it. He's, he's not, not going, going to point to. in. So are those the four that are out? I'll give you the next four in, in line here. William Byron's two plus. Eric Almirola's three plus. Ryan Blaney's eight plus. And Ryan Newman's 14 plus. I see Almirola getting knocked out. Okay. I'm going to write this down. Not that it matters, but I just, I want to, I like my, I like my records. So Almirola out, Jones out, or yeah. So who else is out? <sighs> right now you still got uh, Bowman, Boyer, Kurt. Look on the outside. Yeah, I'm going. Ooh man, I don't know because Boyer tends to do okay at road courses and Kurt as well. Hmm. Sorry, I'm just thinking about yeah. this. So, uh, and folks, send us who you who you think is going to be out. Well, obviously, you've sent us our brackets and and busted bracket or not. Let us know who you think is going to be in or out. I'm going to say because Bowman had a good result in this race last year. I think Bowman's going to stay in. I think Blaney's going to stay in. I actually think Newman will stay in. Um. So that I means Boyer, that means Al, Amarola is going to fall out. That means somebody's got to make it in, and I'm going to say, oh, Bowman's on out. So that would be it. I'm going to flip flop. Well, I can't. Jones is not going to make it. So I got to move. Okay, I'm moving Bowman in, in and Almirola out. There we go. Bowman in, Almirola out. That's the only change. You know, I'm looking at the standings right now. As actually probably the direction I was going as well. So I, I'm on kind of mirror you on that, Lugs. Because I don't, 
I think Kurt Busch has a chance to get in. I think more than Boyer. Um, the only problem is, is there's a little bit of a gap. <sighs> so you were saying a second ago, you thought Bowman, Boyer might be able to do it. Four point deficit. I mean, all he's got to do is. Yeah, I mean, he is what I'm saying. He's got ten over Kurt. I don't know, man. Everybody, uh, Jones is out. Kurt's out. Ganassi's going to be putting all the resources in Kurt. All of Stuart Haas is going to put all the resources in Boyer. I mean, well, uh, you can, and El Marola, technically, because he's only got a three-point cushion. So uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a race, dude, for the cutoff. I think that in itself is going to be a bigger storyline yeah. than maybe the actual race winner. So stressful to think about this stuff. And we're considered experts, and people are listening to us for advice. Fuck if we know. Well, I know. I already made my picks. I'm, I'm actually going to mirror you on that. I think Almirola's out and Bowman's in. And here's here's my justification on why I'm leaning that way. Well, Almirola just hasn't been running well. No, he's he's not. But I think uh, these young whippersnappers with their, uh, with their eye racing, I think it's really going to play a factor in this race. Probably this race more than any other race because they've only seen it one other time, and I I think True. the eye racing people will tend to will will know the layout of the track better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. just that's what I'm that's my that's my justification. All right, there you have it. You have two experts stating that Alex Bowman will be in after the Roval and Almirola will be out. You know, we're going to look like dumbass. <laughs> now, watch. It'll be somebody just crazy, like uh, Chase Elliott, 37-point cushion. He'll fall out or something. Yeah, right. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. As always, make sure you reach out to us, wreckingyourracing at gmail.com. Hit that subscribe button, that like button. Tell your friends about us, and we'll talk to you next week. I probably triggered Joseph Adams there. No. <laughs> he does get triggered easily. The checkered flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.